Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right. Genesis 45. This isn't just the climax mm. of the story. It yeah. kind of feels like the climax and the resolution yeah. of the book, right? Like this is this is your favorite scene in your favorite movie that you rewind and play again, right? This is where things reach their height. Joseph, after he sees Judah change, he's like, y'all was trying to get back at him and mess with him. And it's like, yo, no, no, no. They're different. They change. He can't hold it in. Mm -hmm. He's like, yo, sends out his Egyptian boys. Like, yo, man, I don't want him to see me cry. He sends them out. <laughs> And he, cry, man. Cry, he cries and he weeps and he weeps yep. and then he talks to him, right? Mm. Listen to what he says though. So like, key, this bro. is, you have to remember, this is somebody who, his oh. brothers threw him in a pit and he could overhear them say, let's kill him. Yeah. He's going to die, right? Yeah. And then he, and then he's sold off by them. He's He's been a slave. He's yeah. found himself in jail because his brother sent him off. And now the tables have turned. Yep. He's in power. They need them or they need him. Mm -hmm. And this is what, yo, 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 I think Keller says this, yo. This is what the grace of God does. Mm. The grace of God ensures that when the oppressed mm. get power, that they themselves don't turn into oppressors. That's good, bro. Joseph gets power. And what does he use his power um, um, for? To forgive them. Mm. Right? So that's crazy in and of itself. But how, and, you know, we talked about this last year. We've got, <laughs> I think there's two things, bro. Yeah. Joseph remembers God's part in his story. Mm. And his part in God's story. Yep. God's part in his story. He's going to say over and over and over, y'all don't trip. No, no, no. God no. sent me ahead of God you. God sent me three to times. To preserve life. Three times. Yeah. God sent me. God sent me. God sent me. Sent me. Yeah. So what he's going to say is, no, no, listen. Y'all have fault. There still is fault in this. Facts. He's not even going to say You it have there. fault. But God had me. Mm. God yeah. sent me, God sent me. Mm. And then he remembers his part in God's story. I ain't the main character. Yeah. God sent me as a tool and a vessel in order to, to preserve life. Yeah. So therefore, at the end of the day, he's saying, no, no, listen, I've been a servant with uh, or in God's great story. And this is what I love, bro, mm. about the story of Joseph. You've got an innocent brother, betrayed by his brothers, yeah. sold, left yeah. for dead. And this brother, mm. who was betrayed by his brothers, sold and left for dead, mm. now, in their minds at least, comes back from the dead mm. and is the bread of life for starving That's people. Good. That's good. And so you see Jesus Christ mm. sold. Yep. By his brothers. Judas mm. 
which comes from the same root word as Judah. Their names mean the same thing. Both of them sold mm. Jesus for pieces of silver. Mm. Jesus on the cross said, yo, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Mm. Comes back from the dead to proclaim to his brothers, not vengeance, but forgiveness mm. as the bread of life. Yeah, that's excellent, bro. Mm. That's fire. Uh, that's so good. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Like you said, man, like if Joseph had not went to Egypt, mm. they would have all died. <laughs> right. Right. They would have all died in Canaan. Israelites would have died off. No Israel, no Messiah, no Christ, no Christians. Right. If Joseph wouldn't have went to Egypt, God wouldn't have been able to fulfill his promise of them being in Egypt. Right. And being liberated out of Egypt. Right. Through the Exodus. Right. Right. So the text is trying to show us like this is how they got into Egypt, preparing us for the Exodus right. narrative, the most important Old Testament salvation history right. event. In Old Testament. Now, another thing I thought about, bro, is that forget, we just say like justice precedes reconciliation, right? right? That's a yeah. common kind of term, especially in our day and age, but also forgiveness. Yeah. Right? Forgiveness always precedes reconciliation. If Joseph didn't forgive his brothers, there was no way they could be reconciled, right? right. And ultimately, too, I think from this story, I learned, man, that nobody, bro, nobody <clears throat> can mess up or mess with God's plan mm. to redeem people's all nations through Jesus. Mm. And it's like, it like God doesn't do this um, because of us, right? but he does it in spite of us, in mm. spite of our own mistakes, failures, and injustices and sin. Right. God is going to accomplish his plan. Right. Like Jesus, like you said, he sends Jesus to the world to save the world. Right. And they kill him. Yeah. But he's like, nah, 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 like that's the way it's gonna come about right. anyway. So it's like, yo, nothing they could do, not even kill the kill the Messiah, oh, no. could stop God's plan for yeah. humanity. Man, bro, and it's crazy as this book comes to its end. Yeah, to remember the beginning, right? That the first time we see brothers interact, yeah, Cain murders his innocent brother mm -hmm. Abel, and this last little interaction of brothers, we see. Joseph, the innocent brother, yeah. is forgiving his guilty brothers of attempted murder. Mm. And we just see, once again, like the juxtaposition, like, look, look at the grace of God at work in the yeah. lives of his people. Yeah. And it's dope too, bro, because you see that. And then in 46, like they go back, pops, good news. Right. Your boy's still alive. <laughs> right. Pops, you know. Don't believe it. And they're like, no, he's still alive. And so he comes back with them yeah. to Egypt, right? Yeah. And so he comes back to Egypt. And the thing that's crazy, and I think I overlooked it last time, um, is that when he's on the way, yeah. God is like, no, 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 like this is legit. Keep on. And he says, I'm going to go with you. Right. Right. Mm. And we just see like the subtle things in the narrative that God is with him. Right. And he's like, yo, like, I ain't forget, right? I made these promises to you years ago. Right. It's been 20 years, bro. Right. Can you imagine? Like, yeah. he would've, I would have been gave up. Like, right. it's a wrap, right? 20 years ago. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm with you. I'm going to go down to Egypt with you. Right. And I'm going to make you, in the midst of this seemingly great nation, I'm going to still make you into a great nation. Yeah. And so we just see, like, God. And that's the essence. Listen, that's the essence of the Bible, right? That is right. the essence of the relationship we have with God. Yeah. I will be your God yeah. and you will be my people and I will be yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, 
Do you have anything else? Because 48, bro, this was just something that I saw here at the end that just rocked me. And so you go on and I'll end with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> I feel it, bro. Like yeah. they bring the whole fam. You right. know what I'm saying? 47, they bring the whole fam. Pharaoh meets him, daps him up. What's good? What's good? Now your boy is different. I got I took care of him, right? All right. And uh, yeah, you just even see Joseph again. It's it's a ton of um, just like wisdom right. themes all throughout. Yeah. And uh, man, you just see that like Joseph is this wise guy in the best sense of the word, where he is uh, kind of playing this almost like kingly role too. That you'll see like Solomon and stuff like that uh, yeah. play out, where he is. Showing like no integrity um, and and prudence too, right? right? Where they had enough food, they took care of their food in the first seven years. Because remember, there was the first right. seven years of prosperity and then famine, right? Um, and so even the peoples of the earth are coming to him, and he's a portion. He's has he's making policy, right. public policy, and all that, right? Yeah. Um, so we see Joseph just doing his thing, and it's just dope. Like no, like the whole family comes to live in Egypt. Joseph sets them up well and prepares for them. Yeah, it's a multiply. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. 48 ends with this blessing, right? And this is the first time that I've seen this. Joseph has two sons, yeah. right? Look at what he names his two sons. Ephraim. The older one, Manasseh. Yeah. Yo, God has made me forget all of my hardships, right? Mm. Things have been so good. Life is so good. It's lush right now. God has made me forget all my hardship. Mm. Ephraim mm-hmm. is the uh, name of the... E younger son. The younger one, yeah. And and he's like, yo, yo, it's not just that God has made me forget. God has made me fruitful in my affliction. Mm. Joseph comes to have his sons blessed. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, yo, Manasseh, you the older. I'm going to put you by the right hand. You're going to get the good, good blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ephraim, I'm going to put you by the left hand of Jacob. You'll get a blessing, but it's just not really going to be the way. All right, Jacob crosses his hands there. Yeah. Joseph's like, yo, no, 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 no. What you doing? Right. And Jacob's like, nah, remember, this is the way God does things. This is how he chooses. And so Jacob blesses the younger son. Mm -hmm. The younger son, what does his name mean? God has made me fruitful in the land of my Mm -hmm. affliction. Mm -hmm. Not just made me forget, but God has made me fruitful. And even in that blessing, we see, no, it's not just that God chooses the younger son, but this is actually the pathway that God chooses. Mm. God chooses mm. not just to make us forgetful, but God chooses to use affliction mm. to make us fruitful. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing in Exodus. That's good. It's going to be the same thing throughout the duration of the Bible. It's going to be the same thing at the climax of the Bible in the life of Jesus. Yeah. Mm. God, if there's any other way, let me out of this, Mm. but not my will, but yours be done. I'm willing to Mm. go through the affliction to be fruitful. And you just see this amazing picture of God's grace, not just choosing the son that we wouldn't choose, Mm. but choosing the pathway to glory that none of us would choose. It's captured in the name of that son. Amen. Absolutely. And what's going on in that narrative is like, he is giving this blessing to not to Joseph, but to his sons. It's like, so in other words, when the Israelites go into the land and they apportion the land, all the sons or all the descendants of each son get inheritance. Right. 
there you're going to see Ephraim and Manasseh get inheritance to say mm-hmm. that Joseph got a double, double portion, portion through his children. Yeah. And so it's so dope, man. Um, how he does that, like you said, that I've never seen that before. Yeah. But also too, bro, like just to recap, man, like there's a ton of ways that Joseph parallels the life of Christ. And right. we've mentioned and hinted at some of them. But if you think about it, yo, Jesus was the one and only son of the father, right? right? Had all of his father's love. Joseph was Jacob's favorite son. He was chosen by his father, right? Yeah. To be that guy, to pass on the blessing, the birthright, and inheritance. Both of them are rejected by their brothers, mm. right? Jesus comes to check on the Israelites. Joseph goes to check on his brothers, thrown into slavery. Mm. Both were thrown into a pit to die, right? Mm. Joseph didn't necessarily die, but Jesus did, right? And he rose from the grave. Joseph goes from suffering to glory. Jesus goes from the grave mm. to the right hand Amen. of the father. Both of them were sold for money. We talked about that. Um, and then both are exalted in a foreign court. So, right, Jesus mm. is going to say like, no, I'm going to be handed over by the, the the scribes, the Pharisees, and the chief priests to the Gentiles, right? right. He's handed over to the Roman emperor, Pontius Pilate, right. and that's the one who crucifies him. Right. And they put a crown on his head to mock him, yeah. but that is really the way he would come to be king, right? right? Mm. And we see Joseph the same way is exalted in this foreign nation, mm. right? And becomes and functions like a king. And then lastly, yeah, they both undergo the pattern of redemption, man. And to say it again, bro, like God chooses to exalt us and yeah. to glorify us through humiliation, mm. through suffering, not apart from it. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I pray that we wouldn't jump shit when we feel like you've abandoned us as suffering, uh, as those waves sweep over us. But would you remind us, Lord, that uh, yeah, this is the unique pathway that you've chosen from suffering to glory and so i pray that we would hold on to hope and that our hope would be rooted in your past actions what you've done in the past and the fact that you don't change father so we can look to the past as the greatest indicator of how you'll respond in the future it's in jesus name we pray 